Hello, friends. So I don't know what time of the year you are listening to this podcast, but in real time right now, it is December the 21st, smack in the middle of holiday season. And I am talking quite a bit about alcohol with my clients. And if I'm being very honest, I think quite a bit about alcohol and my own relationship with alcohol and how it serves me. This podcast is all about self-care. And one thing that I have noticed through marketing, through social media, gosh, I just watched an Apple TV show called The Morning Show with Jennifer Aniston and Reese Witherspoon, where man, those two women glamorized their use of alcohol. I mean, they were drinking every show. And let me tell you, never once did they complain about having a headache the next day or the fact that they weren't super clear, you know, with their ability to go on air the next day live after they had drunk an entire bottle of wine the night before. So if you have noticed this too, the world makes alcohol seem like our solution to stress, our solution to winding down and coping. And you know what? Wine, alcohol, it certainly does that. It takes the edge off, right? So much so. But I think the problem is that if that was the only way that we self-soothed, if that was the only way that we cope with stress at the end of the day, that's kind of what I call shallow self-care. That's not sustainable self-care. And in fact, for me, it's often just a facade. It's a lie to myself, really. Yes, it might help in that hour, but then two hours later when I'm having to put my kids to bed and I've had a glass of wine and I wish I could have had another, but I'm just tired. <laughs> the alcohol did is make me sleepy. I'm less efficient. And then I get into bed and I don't sleep as well. So it's a bit, it's a bit of a lie. And, and that's what we're talking about today is the role of alcohol and self-care and really having and taking an honest look at that. I read an article many years ago, dated back to 2015 from the magazine Real Simple. The article was entitled Women and Their Complicated Relationship to Alcohol. It was super eye-opening. Um, here is the first paragraph of the article. Dinner isn't made yet, but the sink is already full of dishes. There are bills to pay. And as my buzzing phone has just reminded me, I have emails to answer and more work to tackle after the kids go to bed. I grab the open bottle of wine in the fridge, pour myself a glass, and suddenly I feel like I've just hit the pause button on an otherwise never-ending day. This sounds familiar. I've done this. I've been there. I think if you drink alcohol, you've probably been there too. Now, let's examine a couple of things. Um, first and foremost, does alcohol provide health benefits? Well, you've probably, I mean, I wrote a book called The Mediterranean Table where we talked about red wine and some of the benefits, and there are some small benefits, but unfortunately, the risks of alcohol consumption far outweigh any benefits. And man, let me tell you, I wish the benefits were there very much. So I love a glass of red wine. I love, um, I love an old fashioned, but the risks don't, I mean, the risks, the risks are not great. We know that just a couple drinks a week increases our risk of breast cancer, um, high volume drinking, which is considered more than seven drinks a week increase our risk of depression, um, other types of cancers, heart disease, other chronic disease. 
really it can definitely negative impact our immune function. You know, especially if you have a night where you go out and you have more than your normal kind of a bit of a binge, our immune system is in the tank the next day. It, it impacts our microbiome in a very negative way. So, and, and mood and sleep. I mean, as I've gotten older, I have really noticed that a couple of drinks the night before the next day, I am just not myself. I'm not as clear. My mood is, is lower. And I, I have to ask myself, was it worth it? So unfortunately, there's really not a lot of health benefits outside of deliciousness and fun that come from alcohol consumption. Now, another thing that this article looked at is that I found very interesting was who is drinking the most alcohol? Well, we know that two thirds of American women regularly drink, right? So that was one statistic that was larger than I thought. And then one of the largest groups of women uh, that have the, that have the most consumption of alcohol was the age group of 50 and affluent and professionals. And that, that was the greatest number outside of those in their twenties. So this isn't just, you know, looking at the college aid kid who is drinking too much. It's, it's looking at all ages of women and our complicated relationship with alcohol One thing that I've talked quite a bit with my own clients is alcohol as a habit. So let's just be clear. This podcast is not here to help someone who is really wondering if they have an unhealthy relationship with alcohol where they're, they're concerned about addiction. Um, That is, that is where we need to seek the help of a health professional. Okay. This isn't that when I talk about some strategies to reduce alcohol consumption, we're looking more at alcohol as a habit. And that first paragraph out of real simple, where they're talking about the stressful day, if that seems like it's your day every day. And after that day, you come home and you always pour a glass of wine. You have created more of an automated habit, not necessarily an intentional, Oh, I really would love a glass of wine tonight. Let's, let's have one. Or it's a Friday night with your spouse and, or your partner, and you're going to open a nice bottle of wine to go out with some great takeout food, right? That's more intentional versus it's just what I do when I make dinner kind of thing. And so that's the, that's the relationship that we're trying to explore here today. How does alcohol either support your overall health? Um, or is it taking away? And that's, that's a good question for us to ask. I have asked myself that question multiple times in my own life. And there have certainly been times where I really needed to make some more intentional decisions about how I engage with alcohol. So if you are someone who is, is considering, you know, your own relationship with alcohol and trying to maybe drink less because you've recognized that it is taken away versus giving to you. And it's not the best form of self-care. It's more of a a shallow self self, what, you know, means of coping more shallow self-care. Here are some ideas. And I also want to just mention, I don't talk about ideas that I have not tried myself or I haven't tried with my clients. And some of these ideas also have some good evidence behind them as well. Cause you all know, bully, I believe in the importance of over, over evidence. Um, you know what, let me back up. I'm going to back up one second. And I'm just going to say one statistic that I forgot to say that I do think is important. So this statistic comes from, well, it's not a stat, but it's a recommendation. 
the National Institute of Alcohol Abuse and Alcoholism, the difference between low and high risk drinking. All right. We all know that like health organizations recommend for women, no more than a drink a day for women and no more than two a day for men. And we, when we define a drink, we're defining a drink by like a five ounce glass of wine, a 12 ounce beer or an ounce and a half of liquor. I think I need to make those, those definitions clear. But when we talk about low and high risk drinking, what we're looking at here is low risk drinking as no more than three drinks a day or, and, and so it's an, and it's not an, or it's an, and no more than seven drinks a week. All right. So if you fall within that category, that's positive. But just because you fall into that category doesn't necessarily mean that's what's healthy for you. Because what I have decided for the most part is that if I have three drinks the next day, there is a negative impact on my health. I didn't sleep as well. I'm not as sharp. I'm less patient with my kids. So while that might be low risk, it isn't what is best for me. So you have to define that for yourself. High risk drinking is more than that. High risk drinking is more than three drinks at a time and more than a total of seven drinks for a week. So I just wanted to point that out because, you know, there's different ways that we can define what is appropriate mentally, physically for our health. All right. So you're wanting some strategies on ways to cut back. Well, first and foremost, we need to understand how much we're actually doing. Um, that's important, right? Because if you're trying to figure out which category you fall in, you might want to know how much you're actually drinking on average per week. And this might entail you getting out a measuring cup, because let's be honest, some of these wine glasses these days hold way more than five ounces of wine. You could probably fit 15 ounces, a bottle of wine and some glasses. So get an idea of how much you're already doing. Then the next step is considering, all right, how am I drinking this? Am I drinking this to solve a problem? <laughs> am I drinking this when I'm feeling stressed or am I drinking this in a place in which it feels like a celebration and, or it feels like an intentional opportunity to really enjoy something that I love the taste of. Um, the difference for that would be, this is, this is the way that I explain it in my own life. Like if I have had a stressful day, if the boys are fighting and I'm struggling with that, and then I just turn to a bottle of wine and pour a glass that in my opinion is an unhealthy way of handling alcohol. If it is uh, a nice date night with my husband and we're having an, splitting a bottle of wine, or, you know, I'm just having a, a cocktail then, and I'm enjoying it so much that is a different way of engaging with alcohol. So just looking at how are you using it? Um, and is it more of a habit or is it more with intention? Then the third thing that you want to consider is just to get really clear on what is, what is the healthy amount for you? What is the healthy way for you? Define it, write it down, see it. Uh, for me, it's no more than two drinks at a time for the most part. And do I go above that here and there? Yes. But on, on most days it's no more than two. And then it's also, you know, I'm training for something right now. I'm training for a marathon. And so I'm very intentional about not drinking around, uh, important training runs. So that sort of helps me stay in check too. Um, I don't want to say that I need that to stay in check, but I will say that that helps me to stay in check. So having, other healthy habits and wanting to support those healthy habits and recognizing that alcohol steals from you the ability to pursue those healthy habits 
is worth considering. So define it, define it for you. How much alcohol do you want to drink? What is it? How is it best used in your own life? The other thing that I think is helpful is to give yourself a break for a defined period of time. If you're kind of like drinking every other day, that's not really giving your body and your brain a true break. Some of the research shows we need to take at least three to four days off of alcohol to really reduce our, our mental craving for it. And I'm sure that there's good research that shows we need to take longer than that. Um, you know, you see a lot of like dry Januaries and sober months and, and there's nothing wrong with those. I think that there's an opportunity to check in with yourself, to realize, man, how does my body feel when I give myself an extended break from alcohol? Let me see what that feels like. And you might be so impressed with how amazing you feel that that causes you to want to change your ways. So sometimes we just have to kind of give ourselves a forced break to be able to notice how different we feel when we're off of a substance for an extended amount of time. And that's the last point really, um, is just to take note of feeling great. It's really easy for us to notice when we don't feel great, but I think sometimes we sort of like skim over life when we're feeling well, no, 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 no. Slow down. Notice how good it feels to have the energy, to get a good night's sleep, to be patient with your kids and that you didn't need alcohol to do that. So anyway, I hope this conversation around alcohol and self-care and women and our complicated sometimes relationship with alcohol has been insightful. You deserve self-care practices that leave you in a better spot. And I just have to question sometimes if alcohol is that. Talk to you soon. Love you more. 